We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be talking about some New Year's Day college football. We're going to do some spitball to give you our game of the week and some would-you-rather examples uh, pertaining to the NFL playoffs and give you our pick. So stay tuned. And we're back. Ugh, not so loud, man. Jesus Christ. Tim was raging in AC. Now he, he now. How was that? Well. I just got back. Oh my goodness. He literally walked in here with like his shoes tucked into the back of his backpack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he was traveling. For, I swear to God. No, Sums up a weekend I'm on away. Like, I'm on like three hours sleep. And his shoes still had like the, you know the paper they stuff in your shoes to keep the they shape? Keep them fresh, oh, yeah. Yo, I still do that. You got to yeah. do that when you're taking your shoes on vacay. Who does that? I don't Me. do that. I take no, the shits out. And I put I never socks see it to save space. That's you good. put them in your shoes. That's a good idea, Nick. Ooh, that's oh, good. that is clever. Gotta steal that. I always... Yo, I've I, I, yo, I've done mad shit on vacations that have like set the bar on how you should. Uh, there we go. Yeah, uh, you want to hear one? He brought thirty pairs of shoes to Miami the first time we went. Didn't wear any. No, no, no. But hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Who put on everybody to baby wipes? No, yeah. I've been using baby wipes Since to wipe my shoes. No, no, no. On vacations, myself, I put myself on baby wipes. Yo. Must have. When we went to CVS and we all put in money to buy shit for the cowboy rages we were throwing at the house <laughs> in Miami, baby wipes was the first thing I went and grabbed. I was like, listen, you guys are going to laugh now, but... Now, baby not, wipes are not essential, when you have bro. the cleanest butthole in America. But not That's only that, when, when you're on your ninth shit in 32 hours, <laughs> you're going to need that it to too. keep it, you know, nice. Sensitive uh, I, you, you know what I did when I first moved in here? <laughs> I vacation toilet paper is rough. Trash. Yeah, rough. Literally, Because they put yeah, paper mache in, in those, and it's like wiping your ass with construction paper. Jesus. This, that this shit is not getting me clean. It's just ripping up my asshole. Sorry. Is this getting too crazy? No. no. I, <laughs> I almost couldn't shit at all in AC because I was so dehydrated. That'll do Water it. Water there costs like, it's like fucking Ibiza. It's like crazy. 
That's why you got to hit the tables. And bro, go to they Vegas. They give you like quarter waters. Yeah. Yo, Yo but they you take forever. You ask for water, forget it. Yeah, they're like, you don't oh, get served. Fucking. I'm never coming back to this Yeah, she'll, she'll come back in 15 Shit minutes takes after you've lost all your money. And yeah. You order the drinks at the tables anyway, and they're like, this this soda is delicious. There's no alcohol in that yeah, shit whatsoever. But whatever. That's why you got to get beers, bro. I can't. You got to get beers. It's the best way. Beers. I know, but you're on vacation. You got you to gotta live a little. Yo, I, I fucking nailed Blackjack, though. Nice. Out Did here. You? Quadrupled my money last night. Let's go. Yeah. What, were the hand, what hands are you playing? Uh, 15 minimum. Um, nice. Not going crazy. I mean, nice. I went to AC. There was a $25 minimum, and I was fucking crushing it. Yeah? Yo, I was so upset because we were. I was sitting next to this kid, Marco, that we know. Oh, I and, miss it so much. And he... <laughs> and I'm... Yo, I'm hot. Like, I'm hitting everything, right? And all of a sudden, this, this kid reaches amazing. for something and knocks over a glass of something oh, no. and it onto spills the onto onto the felt spills on mine so he's like you can't sit there now you're gonna move somewhere else oh i was like yo are you fucking kidding me marco unbelievable so i had to move that was terrible great. that was but hilarious i continued to win blackjack's all about the table it's like a team sport like if everyone on the table is playing the right way yo it, it's everyone's playing but as soon as that one person hits with like king three against a five that's it just mm. fucking retire i, know. I can't you play ruin, blackjack I'm, you ruin the whole can't shit do it I love blackjack. I really do. You got to know the 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 rules. But yeah. like, yo, there was funny. Yeah, at, like, at that same table, some girl comes over. She goes, "It's her first time." And me and Marco look at each other. I took my fucking money right off the table. <laughs> See ya. And then she was like, "I don't know how to do this." Blah blah blah. And she lost her money in five seconds. Tim just said like it's exactly. a team thing. Like if someone fucks up, it fucks everything up. Yeah, yeah, because what you do on your when it's your turn, it influences the yeah, decision yeah. everybody else's. And then you got that same girl that she she draws the ten, takes the dealer's break card. And he keep fucking throws down a six. Yeah, I've seen someone like I was sitting in Vegas and like this couple, this people didn't speak English. I've seen them hit on like seventeen or eighteen. Oh I'm my staring goodness. at them like, because I don't, I don't like telling people how to play because I don't like being told how to play. Like if I'm on, yeah, for or sure. 15, yeah. Like if someone's like, oh, don't do that. Nah, I'm playing how I want to play. But yo, know, if you're on like eighteen, like what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> hoping for a three. I was just like hard staring at them, like go on. Like yeah, this is this is the easy part. People almost fought each other on the table because that shit. When I was there, yeah. shit gets serious. Yeah, the when I was playing in Vegas, I, I got a, I had someone get really angry at me because I was like slow playing, and I just he kept making big bets, and I was just calling him, and then he made a big bet on the on the on the river. Oh, this is poker you're talking about? Yeah, that. poker, playing poker. He made a big, and then I went all in, and he lost his mind. He's like, "Yo, your betting pattern didn't make sense." And then I was just like, I, "When I play, when I play with you guys, I talk obviously, but when I go to places that no one knows me, I'm mad quiet. I don't no reactions." And I just, for some reason, I was like, dude, I play how I play. And he lost his mind, sat up and shit. It was crazy. The pit boss had to come over to relax. That's the whole point, though. You're not supposed to have a pattern. Yeah. That's crazy. Exactly. I, I re- he got tight because I suckered him in and I trapped him there. Right. Did you win the hand? Yeah, I crushed it. That's a guy. <laughs> yeah. That's a guy who's going home to a really, really, yeah. really mad lady. He sat there and he was looking at me for a while to, to decide if I was like bluffing. And then he was drawing dead from like the the flop. It was, Didn't it was you have like time. two three? And there was one hand you played two three, and you hit the straight on like the flop or some shit. That was the guy. On, uh, the guy's like, who fuck plays two three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, they were connected. That's what I told them too. Love it. <laughs> um. Anyway, let's talk about uh, some sports here. Uh, starting with some college football. Right. New Year's Day, the trilogy. Uh, number one ranked Clemson versus Alabama. Mm-hmm. What? This is going to be some game on New Year's Day when we're half dead trying to survive. Just a glass of water. I'll poor, be at work. Those poor kids. You'll be at work. <sighs> New Year's morning. That's garbage. 6 to 2.30. They'll still be able to watch the games. Yeah, but that's still garbage. Not garbage. 
6 p.m. to 2.30 in the morning? No, 6 a.m. New Year's Day. Hold so on. Like, so are you not coming out? I don't know. I'm like on the fence. I'm probably going to come out. Yo, here's what I told my, my boy That's John. Garbage. He's doing the same thing. He got a 10 a.m. shift the next day. What you got to do is you got to, the night before, if possible, sleep from like noon to 7 p.m. And then nah, go out gonna... all night and then go back, go straight to work, come home, go to sleep at 2 o'clock. Nah. Yeah. I don't want to miss the games. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Don't, don't sleep then when you get back. Nah, that's a terrible strategy. I don't know, man. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's the only way to do it. Nah. Here's I got, what, I, I, here's I, what I do. I, Never go back to that job finding them. <laughs> <laughs> pays the bills. Yo, so VM pays the bills. Yo, yeah. I was the worst. When, my, when I worked at a pizzeria, it'd be like a nice day out. People were like, yo, we're all going to the park playing basketball. I would call my, my boss like three hours before I get to work. Yeah, I'm sick. I can't make it. Oh, and yo, I go play ball. <laughs> when I went, when we worked at the same pizzeria. When they yeah. would call me on days I didn't work, I would never respond. No, ever. I've never, no, ever. No. I, I would try never pick up that, that phone. Too, like, ever pick off, up that yeah, phone? Yeah, don't don't bother me. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but sure. yo, as far as this game goes, <laughs> um, solid so transition. A little, a, a little bit of uh, Vegas insight. A lot of the professionals are coming in on Alabama, and a lot of the public is coming in on Clemson. If you're someone that's picking Clemson, have no fear because this was the exact same scenario the last two meetings. And both times, Clemson did cover the point spread. Now, they did win one and lose one to Alabama in the national championship. I think one of the biggest things, and I've read a lot of articles about this matchup and I've I've listened to a lot of talk shows. One thing that I haven't heard anybody mention was Saban had a week to prepare for Clemson these last two times, right? Because they played the first round, the final four, they played that game, and then they played the following Monday. Right. Both previous meetings were in the chip. It, yeah. yeah. Now they're meeting in the semifinals. Interesting. He's had like a month and a half to game plan for this. And Saban, Urban Meyer, even Dabo, these coaches that are the elite of the elite, when they have extra time to prepare, their bowl records are like, 85% win percentages. So, like you said, even Dabble, though, does that does that kind of negate that difference, you that, think? That's the thing that I'm on the fence about. Mm. Like, I, I don't know, because everything that you say about Nick Saban, oh, extra time to prepare, someone next to me could say the same exact thing about Dabo Sweeney. Word. And another thing about Dabo is you look at the recruiting classes. I've gotten into recruiting more and more as, like, I've gotten into college football. And, like, these recruiting classes, Alabama, year in, year out, Gets the number one or at worst number three recruiting class. Dabo, on average, since he became the Clemson head coach, 16th in the country. Last couple of years, because they're, you know, they had DeAndre Hopkins, they had uh, Deshaun Watson now, they've had these big names coming out Martavius Bryant, Sammy Watkins, Sammy Watkins, too, first round picks. All these guys doing it on Sundays now. He's getting bigger and better classes. But for the most part, this guy's been doing it with a lot of like, I wouldn't say mediocre because you're still getting a top 15 class, but he's not doing it with what Ohio State and Alabama's doing. Yeah, like the blue chippers. Yeah, exactly. Like the yeah, four stars or you know the low five stars. Yeah, he's not getting many five stars. He's getting a lot of those like walk ons and shit. I think I think because of that, this game is. If you just look at it on paper, I think the obvious choice is Alabama. If you look at just on paper, who's which which team is better? I think Alabama shows the best team in the country. They usually do. Um, the, the, it's really d- going to come down to quarterback play, I think, for Clemson, just like it did last year. Can Kelly Bryant be Deshaun Watson-esque? So far, he has been. He hasn't been exactly Deshaun Watson, but he's made the replacement a lot more bearable than people thought it would be. 
He needs to have a big game. He needs to have one of those games where he's looking down the barrel at eight or nine NFL players, and he's still making plays. And that's really what it's going to come down to. And that's why Alabama losing is so rare because when you're looking at when you're looking down that barrel at these fucking guys who are going to be playing on Sundays next year, it's going to be it's a difficult task, especially for a guy who's in his first year starting. So, I think it's going to come down to quarterback play this game. I really don't think it's beyond that. I think he's the X factor. Talk about quarterback play too. Also, the recent Clemson draftees, Mike Williams and Deshaun Watson, that duo last year were both top 12 picks. Um, But back to this game, like you said, Tim, quarterback play. On the other side, Jalen Hurts, I feel like he does more damage on the ground. Mm -hmm. Right, He had 500-plus yards rushing. They had three 500-plus yard rushers. Um, Him and Bo Scarborough do most of the damage. So I know uh, Clemson's front seven is one of the – nastiest front seven in the country might be the best one in the country too yeah and uh they got to make him throw the ball so i think if they can get back there clemson also has the most sacks in the country so they get after the quarterback so if they run some contains you know like nick said they have a month and a half to prepare for this so it'd be interesting to see how they pressure the quarterback whether it's like straight up the middle and flush him or contain and you know make him step up in the pocket and throw the ball um that's what i'm looking at if jalen hurts will be able to run the ball through the diverse pressure packages that they show him. And going back to Kelly Bryant, that's the exact style of quarterback that has destroyed Nick Saban teams in the past. Cam Newton, Tim Tebow, Manziel, these guys, uh, Cardell Jones, right? These guys that are mobile and can beat you through the air. It's it's as if Nick Saban's teams can't game plan the right way for... Because, yo, some, some of the best things of those quarterbacks is the improv, right? Like the pocket breaks down, what happens after? You can't coach that. I can't tell you what, what's going to happen when Rodgers starts scrambling. Like, you're on your own there, man. Sorry. <laughs> I don't care how many NFL guys you have. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be key. And what about uh, he- uh, Heathrow, Heathrow, I think, the, the slot wide receiver? Yeah. Yo, 26 passes he's caught in the last two meetings against Alabama. He scored the game-winning touchdown last year, last year too. Slot receiver, he's still there. Is it Hunter Renfro? Renfro. What I call Renfro? him? Heathrow? Hendro. Oh, my God. That's terrible. But, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's been a Bama killer. And he's had a very solid year this year, too. So that's another guy in the slot that Alabama's going to have to worry about. Yeah. Also, though, we can't slide Alabama, too. Like, they have 18 interceptions this year on the defensive end, and they've given up the least passing touchdowns in the country. They've only given up seven passing touchdowns. That's insane. All season. So I know uh, Minka is back there. Fitzpatrick, yeah. yeah. But, yo, like, like, they also, the SEC, they don't really have many good quarterbacks, if any good quarterbacks. So do you take that ready for this bar, Tim, with a grain of salt? (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Just in general, like I they're not so. playing. Like I don't think there's any quarterback that's gonna be playing on Sundays. It's true, and the other SEC team in the playoff, Georgia, they didn't play them at all this year, too. And their quarterback's a true freshman. That's yeah. There's not. I mean, I don't know. I'm, the quarterback position has changed so much in yeah. college. I feel like it's more of like an option offense. You see, but but you also always see like in the South, like the SEC, the SEC in general, you yeah. don't get a lot of good quarterbacks. I, mean, I, I think you might have been in the chat with Eric when we were talking about it because. We were saying how the defenses are so good that a top a top recruit doesn't want to go and play those defenses. They'd rather go to the ACC, the Pac-12, yeah. Big Ten, because you can light it up and it looks better for you. Your chances to play on Sundays. Yeah, no, that's true. It's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see that uh, what boss piggybacking off what boss said a little earlier, how they have those exotic blitz packages, and how Nick Saban has a month and a half to prepare. So it's gonna be like, all right, so here are my exotic blitz packages. Here's my move. Here's my I'm taking my queen out. How are you going to counter that? And <clears throat> man, I, I got 
I'm dying over here. Jeez. But, uh, yeah, so it's going to be really interesting to see those two guys match wits. It's going to be awesome. Because Dabo, he, he's dirty. Did you see how he's recruiting? It's like, yo, Urban Meyer's fucking old, and he's going to die. Come, come, <laughs> come to us. <laughs> yo, Dabo, I mean, that's that's just he's like, a dirt McGurk. But he's nah, mad. But that's solid recruiting, though. I have no problems with that. Nah, like, not at all. Slandering. Saying, like, that's how you recruit. And, and yo, he's... Because you, you don't think bro. they're not doing the same shit, too? Like Everyone they, yeah, does yeah. that. Like, you try and speak your program to the heavens and shit on other programs. Like, yo, come here. Yo, another thing I think that's helped Dabo is he's mad cool. Like, yo, you see him dabbing and shit, and he's dancing. And uh, you don't see that with Nick Saban. Nick Saban's mad, like... Oh, uh, X's and O's and shit. I feel like he's more relatable to kids, you know, like our age, you know, like college kids coming up. And, uh, yo, Deshaun Watson, right? That's that's something that, like, Alabama's definitely not going to have to worry about this game. And he was a complete game changer last those two meetings. You know, one of the big things why I was so high on Deshaun Watson was because how he was lighting up these Bama defenses in the national championship. And now you look at Kelly Bryant. I think, like Tim was saying before, he has, he's done okay. He, no, he, he, he's done good. It's been a nice transition to Kelly Bryant. But, man, he has a lot on his plate this weekend. Mm. Um, so who do you guys have for a winner? I'm going to go Bama. Me too. I, I think it stirs up the conversation because, I mean, throughout media, all you hear is still the ongoing conversation of should Bama even be in this position? Uh, I think Bama's one of the best teams in the country. They just lost. Uh, well, they obviously are one of the best teams in the country. They just had that late loss, which hurts more than anything else. But uh, I think they kind of roll here by double digits, 10, 14 points. Wow. Really? Yeah, yeah, like that. I agree. Yeah. 14. I think so, too. The, the revenge factor has to be in play, too. Nick Saban doesn't like to lose. And he's going to be coming with his best stuff, and that team's going to want revenge for last year. And this is not – listen, Kelly's a good – Seems like a good quarterback. I don't know much <laughs> about him in terms of like him, the person, but he's not Deshaun Watson all the way. And they needed every single inch of Deshaun Watson last year to beat them. And Mike Mike Williams, and you Mike were saying Williams. before, yeah. both guys won't be there obviously on Sunday. Goldman either. Wayne Goldman was a big part of that backfield. Let's go Goldman. I mean, kind of shout Getting out. Getting the bell cow <laughs> roll this weekend. Let's see what he got. Let's see it. Yo, I think if if Clemson wins this game though. Don't you gotta think that they're, they force they're the premier like team in the country? Like just whether they win the national championship or not, if they beat Alabama again, I feel like they become the like the measuring stick in college football. Oh no, they're like they not took Bama like they took the keys from from Alabama. from Alabama. Yeah, I mean, it, if you beat Alabama twice in a row in the playoff, and even and if they do go to win the championship, because if you beat Alabama, both these teams like Georgia has a really good defense, but they're vulnerable on offense, and it's the opposite. With, with Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. So, like, both of these teams are not nearly as complete. So, if you beat the most complete team in the country by any real metric or any any real eye test, that's – you're on top. And yeah. no matter if we debate it or not, you earned it. Yeah. I don't know, man. I have such a soft spot for Clemson. They did so well by me last year. <laughs> um, I want to pick them, but – I kind of think I'm going to give the edge to Alabama also. We're mm. all going with Alabama. So Clemson. I would love to see. So okay. mark down Clemson as yeah. a W. Yeah, bedtime. <laughs> It'll be interesting. I think that uh, Clemson's going to need to, they're going to force Jalen Hurts to make some throws and shit. I, I believe he's only thrown one interception all year. It sucks. Well, that, he's also <laughs> only completing like 11 <laughs> passes know, a game too. But I mean. I mean and he's I, an elite college level quarterback. 
but throw, is, through the air he's yeah but that's what that. i'm saying he he'll throw the ball like like 18 times a game maybe and complete like 10 or 11 passes so he, he hasn't really turned the ball over or anything but i mean we'll, we'll see how it goes in that game if they, if they force him to turn the ball over or some fumbles and stuff you could see a clemson win here Man. i'm pressuring on every single play if i'm clemson no four-man rushes at all five to six seven sometimes yeah then you gotta worry about ridley uh, other game we have here is number two Oklahoma against Georgia. So I'll start this one off because I was talking about them a little bit earlier. Uh, this is going to be the classic, like, does good offense beat good defense or does defense win championships? That's going to be it because on the Georgia side, this is probably one of the, after Alabama, the best defense in the nation, um, <clears throat> especially in the red zone. That's where they've been most effective. They're seventh in the nation in red zone defense. Opponents are only scoring TDs on 46% of red zone drives. Uh, they're sixth in the nation in yards per play of 4.45 yards. So basically what that means is they are shutting down the big play. You saw that against Alabama, I mean Auburn, who is big play dependent. You saw that against Mississippi State. They held Notre Dame to 55 rushing yards at Notre Dame when Notre Dame averages 279 yards per game. So their defense has been fantastic, and they've been really limiting big plays. On the other end, on the Oklahoma side, the, all they do is big plays. Baker Mayfield slings that ball all around the field. And what I like about Oklahoma the most is that Baker Mayfield had his biggest four games of the season against the best competition. Against Ohio State, Oklahoma State, and twice against TCU. And mind you, Ohio State and TCU are both top 15 defenses. Baker Mayfield had 1,560 yards passing, uh, 12.6 yards per attempt, and a 15 to 2 TD to INT ratio in those games. That's the biggest games on the on the slate, and he seems like a guy who steps his game up in big moments. So this is going to be interesting to see. Does this defense who shuts down big plays are they going to be able to hold a guy who makes big plays when big plays are shut down the most? And I think that's again. I don't want to be boring here but and be like everybody else, but it's going to come down to quarterback play. It's that It is football. and it, Baker Mayfield is going to be the guy. And on the other side, you have a true freshman, like Nick said. Um, what can he do? I think he has the most to gain this uh, college football playoff because he reminds me so much of Deshaun Watson. Not the player, but as far as how people feel about him. So like Deshaun Watson, if you remember last year, People were saying borderline first-round pick, day two guy for sure. Then he goes and he lights up Ohio State. He lights up Alabama. And then people are saying, yo, he did it to Alabama twice, yada, yada. He's the second quarterback taken in the draft. Trubisky goes first. Think Chicago wishes they didn't do you know, make that mistake? So far. So, yeah, Watson did get hurt ACL, see how, what happens. But what I'm saying is I think uh, Baker Mayfield has that. Like, he has that kind of upside to, like, put himself in that discussion of being, like, behind Darnold and Rosen. Like, he's that third guy. You know, a lot of hype about Josh Allen, Mason Rudolph, a guy that he played uh, earlier this year. So, I think that he has a lot to, to gain if he could light it up. And I know for me personally, watching him, like, sorry, he reminds me of Manziel. He's grabbing his balls. He's flipping people off. He's hmm. blocking Mia Khalifa on Twitter and shit. And like he's doing he all blocked this. Mia Khalifa. Yeah, she tried to slide in his DMs, and he gave her like the. <laughs> he gave I mean, her, like, he is a, a college kid. kid. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. I, do, you know, so, do you know what's the difference between him and Manzella? Manzel was like came from like a rich cocky family. He had oil money. He was like a yeah. He almost had a billion dollars. His family or some shit like that. So like he was coming through cocky, not needing it. 
Baker Makefield, on the other hand, from like walk on, he was earned a it. Yeah, earned it being cocky. Transfer to yeah, yeah. So when you earn it like that, I think it's different. That's a very good point. Yeah, you're right on that one. I fuck with him a lot. Like I, I wouldn't want him on the Jets in terms of drafting, just because like if you're a walk on. I don't care how good you are. No, but I, I think that's it. Yeah, but I, I think that says a lot about that, though. Like, you don't want him on your favorite team, but you want to watch him play. Yeah, yeah. I think same with same with uh, I'll be, Jackson. I'll be sick if the Giants were to draft Baker Mayfield. Like, I'd be like, you know, might have to like start just being an NFL fan. I can't. I'm not. I rooted for the NFL this year. I wouldn't even be mad with Baker Mayfield. But back to the game. I mean, they're two polar opposite teams. Like Georgia's a top five defensive team. Then you have OU coming in. They put up like forty points a game nine plus times this year. So their offense is air it out, air it out, air it out. Whereas if you look on the other side with uh Georgia, it's more of Nick Chubby Chubb and Sony Michelle. Can they carry the load for us and then, you know, play action with Fromm? So um yeah, I mean it's interesting too because after the SEC title game, uh, Natrez Patrick was arrested for marijuana, so he's not playing this game. He's sixth in the defense and tackles, a big part of that uh, linebacking core. And then Raquan Smith, too. Roquan Smith, I'm sorry, is arguably the best inside linebacker in college football. He won the SEC MVP in the title game with uh, two fumble recoveries and a sack. He also made 13 tackles, which is just a ridiculous stat line for anyone on the defensive side of the ball. So he's right now, I think, second on Mel Kuyper's big board in terms of inside linebackers. So he also has a lot to gain going against, you know, a top high-powered offense like OU. So I want to see who wins the war. It's, it's push against shove and the immovable immovable force versus the unstoppable object. I think I, did I get that right? You, you, no, you flipped them. Yeah. Unstoppable It's the right force. term. Unstoppable but, yeah. force. Immovable object. Yeah. I'm not going to even try to say that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I already I fucked I it up in my up head. That cliche ass saying. Yo, but, uh, yeah. You get the point. I mean, it's it's shove for shove. Push, push against shove. Yeah. It's uh, it's fun to see Nick Chubb running again, man. He had a pretty gruesome injury yeah. last year. Yeah. And uh, yo, shout out to Georgia running back. Shady running back you. They've produced some. Georgia. Todd Gurley now is MVP candidate. Ready for this one, Joey? Your boy, No Sean Moreno? That's my guy. Yo, he was a beast <laughs> back in Georgia. That's Yo, my guy. Coming out of Georgia, he was the truth. I remember you put, picked him on waivers the year he was with the Broncos. Everyone at the draft. You're you're an idiot. Now, Who's it, Monty Ball? Yeah, Monty Ball. He's like, a, Monty Ball's getting all the touches. Yo, Wisco, I, Masha, no Sean, like... Ran the table for me. Yeah. And, that, and now uh, Sony Michelle and uh, Nick Chubb, man, that's a nice. I, I think they've they've eased the load for uh, the quarterback, the, the true freshman. Yeah, yeah, from so, yo Kirby Smart too, head coach. Two years, Nick Saban guy too. They were talking about that, how he's like one of Nick Saban's guys to succeed. He uh, right he kept him on. I, I I was reading somewhere that Nick Saban kept getting him bigger like contracts. So that he, you know, this guy was a hot commodity for a while. Uh, and then it just so happened that, you know, Georgia's like a top 15 program in the country. And he just had to jump on that. So that's going to be an interesting storyline, too. Lincoln yeah. Riley, too, replacing Bob Stoops. That's a, you know, yeah, first that's a season. legend that you're replacing. Yeah. That's a good legend, not a like a legend legend. <laughs> so, yeah, for his first appearance in the college football playoff. It's going to be good, man. This game's going to come down to big plays, I think. Are you who, saying something, Joe? I was going to say who you guys got winning. I think who do you want to win? I need OU. To, I, th- I like OU to win. I think if their defense makes one or two plays, I think Baker Mayfield and that offense will put up 30-plus. Yeah. But they got to get stops, man. I mean, this Georgia offense is pretty legit, too. So, it, 
I don't know. I, I think the OU offense is too much to hold down. I agree, man. I think OU, they got so many weapons. Rodney Anderson in the backfield. He's been really good in the second half. The tight end is the number one tight end in uh, number, M- Mel Kuyper's board. Yeah, Mark Andrews. Andrews, yeah. They got, they got four wide receivers that rank top 15 nationally in wide receiver rating. Marquise Brown, their number one receiver, he has 20, 20 yards of reception. That's fourth best. And this is a team that, on the other <laughs> yes. side, has only allows 4.45 yards per play. So if Oklahoma could hit the big plays, because that's Georgia's calling card, not making those big plays happen. So if they could, if they, if, if Oklahoma could hit those big plays, they're going to win this game. And I think there's just too many weapons to shut down. On this, and and on this also, side. it's going to be the big, the big 10, uh, no, the big 12, sorry, offense against the SEC defense. You know, we've always had that in the past. Like guys coming out in college, these quarterbacks that go to the draft, like Bryce Petty lit it up at Baylor. But a lot of people are worried that, you know, you're putting up video game numbers because the defenses in your conference are not that good. So this this is gonna be a good test. There's a lot of there's a lot of dudes that are gonna be playing on Sundays in these games. So for sure. If you're a guy that watches Sundays, they say that you become a smarter fan on Sundays when you watch Saturday football. So obviously they're not playing on Saturday, but you get my uh Tokyo drift. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see Baker Mayfield win and then actually pull out his dick. Like, that's what I'm hoping How for. How big? You need a chip for I, that time. Like Congo or Micronesia? I will say this before we move on here. The video of him getting arrested, what a fucking douche that guy is. I, never, I haven't seen it. He's Dude, he's standing there with the police and then he books it. Like, out of nowhere. He's like, yeah, no. And it just starts running. <laughs> and then some cop levels him. Like, blindside hit levels him. He goes... What are you doing? What do you mean? What am I doing, Dick? You ran away. You're lucky I didn't shoot you. Yeah, it was great. Um, anyway, let's move forward here. We got spitball. We're going to start with quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Rajon Rondo finding his groove with the Pellies and the two big men. That's a really unorthodox offense. But uh, 25 assists uh, yesterday against That's the ridiculous. BK Nets. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they had 40 assists on 48 buckets, so... Pelly's dishing it around. And I believe the last person to do that was Jay Kidd in 96, I think it was. Was it? I know Scott's, uh, Scott Stiles had the... Uh, well, that's a, that's a personal record and a Pelly's record. Yeah. I was going to say Scott Steiner for a second there. Scott <laughs> Steiner, man. Got in the league, Tim dishing Scott him out. Yo, speaking of Rajon Rondo, I was dishing some assists last night too. Whatever that means. Uh, moving on, we have <laughs> yeah. around Europe we go. So outside of Syria, the domestic league in Italy... Every other major league in soccer, uh, pretty much you know who's won the, the league already. So Barcelona has a double-digit lead over Atletico Madrid. PSG has a nine-point lead over Monaco. Bayern, double-digit lead over Schalke. Man City, they beat Man U a couple weeks ago. They have a double-digit lead. So it's like outside of Napoli, who has a one-point lead over Juventus, every league is pretty much wrapped up by Christmas. Something that usually isn't the case, but uh, yeah, thank God for Champions League because all these other leagues are pretty much you know bedtime. Bed, hot stove cooking. Uh, it's a little cook, a little souffle. Not 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 really hot this week. Um, the Phillies have a hot one. They signed Carlos Santana, former first baseman and catcher and DH from the Indians. In response, the Indians signed Yonder Alonso, a longtime Padre, who's a pretty good bat. Uh, he'll he'll be needed in the middle of that lineup. And then Nats signed Matt Adams, uh, for, formerly of the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, and CC Sabathia is officially Yankee again. It's official. Uh, UFC 219. This weekend, uh, the card lost a couple fights, but 
it's main evented by Cyborg Holm, which should be a good fight. Cyborg is I just mean, a if uh, if anyone's gonna beat Cyborg, it could be Holm. Yeah, Yo, I'm running. I'm running Holly Holm in my five line lineups. That's kind of you're kind of bugging, but yeah. she's mad cheap, and I'm just hoping she throws a size <laughs> left kick. And I mean, yo, like a Rousey. Yeah, she's the one who took Rousey off the throne. That's Her true. fucking she could strike. You know what I mean? Cyborg's we'll a goddamn animal. That division is trash though, because once this fight's over, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing there. Yeah. Uh, but Khabib, the return of Khabib, if he could make weight, Nurmagomedov. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nurmagomedov versus Barbosa. That should be intriguing. Um, Our boy Eric. That's one of his favorite fighters. Edson. Edson. We saw him in AC. Did you? Uh, yeah, when they were coming off a brutal knee knockout. Yes, Barbosa. So it'd be interesting if, if whenever this gets Tony, maybe or Tony's probably getting the title shot next. So (sighs) who knows what's going on with Connor? We might find out Friday because they're having a big press conference. They said all big names should be there. So maybe if Connor's there. We'll get a little more on that. But also the return of Carlos Condit so versus Neil Magny. Should be a nice little card. Tight Jimmy Rivera. fight got yanked. He's yeah, supposed to fight Lineker. And then a whole fiasco ensued with him and Marlon Moraes and stuff. Yeah. But now Jimmy's just waiting for Dillashaw, Cody, or Cruz. Hmm. It's probably going to be Rivera-Cruz again whenever Cruz is ready. Word. But, uh, yeah. I mean. Get off Cruz the mic, Cruz. We're waiting. Kind of a weak card to end the year, but I a little, exciting year for UFC. 220 will be nice, though. Shout out. We're going to 220. To we start are going. Year. Come on. Um, next up, first time for everything. <laughs> so one of the first times oh, for shit. everything. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So we had a lot of first timers the last couple of weeks. You know, uh, Christian Polishik, first American team featured in the Guardians top soccer players in the world. He was 77th. A lot of big names he jumped ahead of. Ian Robin, Alexi Sanchez, which is very nice. Um, we had our first live stream on the Veterans Minimum YouTube channel. That was, that was, that was dope. Super it was lit. mad cool. First Shout all, out to let everyone. Let me just say, awesome. Thanks, it was man. fucking great. I Thanks. tuned in, not the entire time, but I was in there. <laughs> I the, tuned what in late. Ippy was doing with the chat. That shit was fire too. Yo, Ippy Shady, the, the MVP. Ones and twos. Yo, guys, it was awesome. It went really well. It was, everyone was, it was like 50 people in there, 70 people at one time. It was a lot going on. A lot of fun. Everyone, we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. For sure. Um, Also, uh, the women in wrestling, Royal Rumble, couple weeks, they get their first Mm. Royal Rumble. That should be a nice cowboy rager. And uh, a women's Royal Rumble, yeah, yeah. yeah, they've bro. expanded the roster. Ronda Rousey might be there, you know, never know. Oh, she's coming little, out a little, little crazy. And uh, another first of its kind, a uh, little personal thing. I'm gonna be going to UFC 220 alongside yeah. my two guys here. Uh, boss got a nice, a yeah, nice yeah. uh, Christmas gift, and um, yeah, I'm gonna be tagging along, so I'm, I'm excited. You know, I went to uh, Bellator, Bellator. Right? Bellator. Yeah, that was dope. But now UFC hard. is like the main event. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that's that's the alpha. We Watch some Nugano knockouts. Yeah, CFFC too. This is my second UFC event. Like, yeah. I went to UFC Long Island. Just chop liver over yeah. here back in July. I guess we don't get no invites, huh, MP? <laughs> second second class citizens <laughs> over here. It's in Beantown too. Bonus level. Uh, it's bonus time for a lot of people. Uh, check this out because as Nick uh, astutely points out, in week 17, if you're first of all, if your league is playing week 17, stop it. Your league's Second, awful. Yeah, your league's awful. Second, in week 17, look for guys that are getting bonuses because they're going to be playing a little harder for those bonuses. Here are some guys to look out for. Jarvis Landry has incentives on the line this week. Uh, he's catching. I'm sorry. He needs to have 1,000 yards to reach that incentive. Gronk needs 116 yards or 11 catches to 
kick in a $2 million bonus. Adam Thielen needs seven catches for the Minnesota Vikings to bring his salary up to $3.7 million. Um, Thielen earned, already earned an extra $500,000 for, uh, for reaching I'm sorry, 70 catches this year and another 250 for 80. If he gets to 90, he gets another 250. Uh, that would give him a million dollars extra in incentives. Young boy, get that cash. Cash. Yo, you don't think he goes over to like Case Keenum, who already they've had 100%. three different networks do specials on them too? Hundred percent. Be like, yo, man, I will throw you fifty k. And like, I, I don't even think he needs to do that. I think Kane, I think Case got him. Keenum just got him, right? Yeah, he seems like one of yo, those so, guys. So, so I have a question, right? Do you guys think that the players, uh, Rick DiPietro, shout out to your boy, boss. Yeah, uh, he's on uh, New York Talk Radio now. Yeah, and, he is. Uh, he's really good. He said something a couple years ago when he first got on, and this is when I really like became a fan of his. He. uh he was saying how last like week in the hockey season, you know, the Islanders w- weren't making the playoffs. They were out during of playoff his years, con- yeah, during his bad. years, out of playoff contention. Guys from the other team would come into the locker room and be like, yo, man, um, you know, JT, though he wasn't at, there at the time. JT needs two goals and he's going to get a bonus. You might maybe like easing up or something. They would have these conversations. And then if you went back and I think he said it was 2004, 2005. The last week of games, they were playing six, five, seven, like they were playing high scoring games. So my question to you guys is, do you think that like players, players kind of are aware of what the other team needs? And maybe like, you know, in a league where a lot of people butt, butt heads with like the commissioner and the owners, it's like players and owners on a lot of different cases. Do you think this could be like a shady way to stick it to owners? I mean, absolutely. I mean, they do have players unions and all of them. So I think they're all looking out for each other's best interests. Like at the end of the day, no matter like how they feel about each other on the ice or on the field or whatever, I think off the field, it's just like, we're in this together. You know, we're, we're together. We're a union, yeah. like I said, and they kind of want what's best for each other. So I think if, if it doesn't affect their team's outlook, like for example, like a playoff spot was on the line then I think, yeah, then I think. Guys would look out for each other for like use of the DP case where like they were playing meaningless games. I think so. I think if the other, the team the Islanders were playing at the time had nothing to play for either or they, whatever they had was locked up, then yeah, I think they would they would look out for each other. I don't think that's crazy. I I believe that. It yeah. also it also mat- matters who you are, right? So if like if I'm a Jet and a Patriot needs an incentive, I'm saying go suck a dick with your incentives. Well, here's the thing, right? A lot of these come down to the last game of the year, and you're playing your rival. Like Gronk this week is playing the Jets. So, like, are you... Right. Do you think the Jets are going to let Gronk get an incentive? There's no way. There's no way. There's no way in hell. In fact, I could see his incentive on the wall being, fuck, let him fuck this guy, incentive. don't let him get too much. Yeah, I see that, too. Yo, you know what would be dope? If, like, so the Bears are playing the Vikings in a game where pretty much meaningless. Uh, Vikings have the two seed. Could you imagine if it's like the fourth quarter and they're just throwing like bubble screens to Thielen and he's just like kind of just like taking a knee after catching it for two yards just to get his receptions up and then him and Case Keenum just middle finger the the, 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 the owner. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, man, pay the bills pay now, Pay the dog. bills, bitch. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, anyway, let's get to the game of the week we have here. Uh, the Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Probably the most... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Meaningful, I guess. It's the only game that features two teams that have playoff implications. Yeah, like the most a lot of games. Game. A lot of games on the slate. By the way, all 16 games are being played in the one and four o'clock window. There's no Sunday night football. There's no Monday night football. So you're gonna have everything 
everything's going to be decided by like 7.30 Eastern time. With that being said, a lot of matchups this weekend feature teams that, you know, one team is playing for playoff positioning, the other one's playing for draft positioning, or two teams are playing for draft positioning. This is the only one. That's why it's the game of the week. Um, obviously, a rematch, all of them in Week 17 are. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's coming out party was against the Falcons earlier this year. He had a pretty monster game through the air because every running back out the backfield has a monster game against the Falcons going mm-hmm. back to last year. They are one of the worst teams in NFL history over a 30-game stretch at defending running backs out the backfield. And now you got McCaffrey, who that's the biggest X factor in the passing game for the Carolina Panthers. And you look at Cam in particular, Cam throws more on the road, uh, 4.5 attempts more on the road than he does at home. In a game that Vegas is saying they should be trailing, probably going to have to rely on Cam some more. So this could be a nice little Christian McCaffrey CMC spot. Mm. Homecoming for Cam, too. He's from Atlanta, so or some fun cheese. We'll see. I mean, Ron Rivera said the the <laughs> the, the, the Can starters. I get, uh, have we said the fun cheese story on here? I was Dan, right? I don't think so. Yeah, it was Josh's brother. <laughs> yeah. Josh is our, our buddy. Josh, uh, big auction <laughs> draft guy. He, he's been dying to get our league be an auction draft. But in an auction draft, you nominate the player, and then everyone bids on it. For those of you guys that don't know, it was Devin Funches' his rookie year, <laughs> and his brother's in the back, like in the back of the yard, and uh, he goes. Uh, I'd like to nominate uh, Devin Funchies. <laughs> yo, we all just started laughing. He's like, yo, he's like, I don't know this rookie, man. He's like, Funchies. So ever since then, we just call him that. Uh, yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, boss. Uh, no, well, Carolina, they still have stuff to play for. I mean, they need a ton of, ton of, ton of help to get the buy. But if they win, it's possible. They need, I think, Seattle to lose, Minnesota to lose, and the Rams to lose. They have the most potential like seeding scenarios like right, a lot of teams know five right? yeah they could be anywhere from two three four five which is crazy yeah so they kind of they want to win this game it's this is no meaningless game for them whereas atlanta you know it's winning in mm-hmm. and lose they need help from seattle i think they need to seattle lose at home so it's it's a huge a lot of things on the line for both teams uh to what extent you know carolina's guaranteed playoff spot that mm-hmm. that much we know um do you want to risk injury? Do you want to risk Cam? Cam runs the ball a ton. Do you want to risk his his health? You know, his, him getting hit a ton. It, it'll be interesting to see how Ron Rivera plays it out. Um, I th- I personally, I, I think it would be smart to rest these guys at half. Really? Yeah, because I don't think you're going to see all three of those teams I mentioned before, like just now lose. L.A., Seattle. No, not Seattle. L.A., Minnesota, and is it Seattle? The Saints. The Saints. The yeah, Saints. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think you just want to be healthy going into the playoffs. I think it's the biggest goal. See, I don't, I don't see it that way. I, I, I think that Carolina's going to come out all guns firing. I think they want that first-round buy. I think if I'm them, I want my first-round buy, too. And it's no guarantee that the guys in front of them are going to – I think Minnesota's obviously the team that they're, that they're trying to catch. But you don't know how intense Minnesota's going to be. For me, Cam Newton plays better in games – where he is being challenged. And if I am if I am Cam Newton, if I'm the Panthers, I know that if I don't win this game, then I probably have to face the Falcons again next week. And I don't want to do that. I, I don't want any part of that at all whatsoever. And when you're talking about the Panthers, that division is very much a very competitive division. 
They all want to be at the top of that division. They have a chance to be at the top. If they win, they're in the top of the division no matter what, if I'm, if I'm correct, right? Well, the, 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 the Panthers. Saints, the Saints have the tiebreaker. All right, so the Saints have they're, the tiebreaker. They're both tied right now. I believe they both have the same record. Yeah, So the right. Saints have the tiebreaker because of the division record. So they need to win this game in multiple different ways. And I think the most importantly is to keep the Falcons out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They don't want to see the Falcons. If I was them, I wouldn't want to see the Falcons. On top of that, Greg Olson needs reps. Uh, a lot of these guys need to be need to have reps. And I, Ron Rivera has never been a guy to sit his players. Remember, even I think it was when they were fifteen and one two years ago. Didn't he play Cam in the last game? If I'm not mistaken, played him a little bit. Yeah. He, so, I think so he's too. never been one to take that risk, even when he's fifteen and one. So I don't see why they'd call him Riverboat Ron. He doesn't. He doesn't really seem like a person who would who'd sit his players. I think Carolina not only goes into this game full force. I think they win this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like Atlanta. Now, Atlanta was one really? of Julio. Yeah, we never would have gotten that assumption <laughs> the last four months. Atlanta was one Julio Jones drop pass away from winning last time. Let's not forget, that was the back of the end zone, just complete drop, no one next to him. So the Falcons, I don't know, man, but I could also see the Falcons. The Falcons could lose and still sneak in. Yeah, because so, if Seattle loses, right. they could get the six. So I could totally see... The Falcons losing and sneaking in because they've been lucky as fuck the rest of the year. So, who knows? I I like Carolina in this game. They're, you're going to see them a little later in, in the picks. I don't see Seattle losing at home. Me neither. Or yeah, Atlanta Atlanta got to come ready, man. I think they, they got to win. And, yo, I, I, I got to say that that's the best scenario in sports. When it, you, yeah, control, you control – Yeah, you don't got to worry about scoreboards. I've been on both sides as a Giant fan where I'm looking like, oh, man, what was Philly doing here? What's uh, what's Arizona doing? Like, nah, dude, worry about your own business. It's another t- couple teams later we'll, we'll talk about. But, yeah, yo, but as far as the other side goes, Atlanta, like, I don't know what happened to Freeman last week. That was kind of crazy. Um, fumbled a couple times. Uh it, it it was a weird game that Atlanta had because they historically play well in in the Superdome against the Saints, and it's a dome team going into a dome, so there's usually not much that transitions. Like you know, you're accustomed to being indoors. So yo, it's put up or shut up with Atlanta. I've been I've been holding on to Atlanta and showing them love constantly, and Tim's been right about Atlanta up until up until this point. So they got to show up too. Matt Ryan, I don't think Matt Ryan's thrown more than two touchdown passes all year. In a single game. So, last two MVPs are in this matchup. So, let's see them play at a high level when their teams need it most. If you guys had to pick a winner in this game, who are you taking? Taking Carolina. I'm going to Atlanta. Atlanta's playing for their playoff life. That's huge. I mean, both got something to play for, but I don't know. I, I think Atlanta will come through. I think Julio, big game. Julio! Big game last time, too. It's not really good. Yeah, what's what's interesting about this matchup also is that Carolina, they play at 4.30. This game is at 4.30. And Minnesota's going to play at 1 o'clock. So if, by some wild scenario, they find out that Minnesota lost and they could potentially get the two seed, I think they may be going to this game a little more amped up. I don't know about losing to Chicago. Nah, yeah, I know. That's that's why I said if. Yeah. Um. All right, we'll see. Uh, also, this next segment we have here is just some would you rather examples. Yes! <laughs> would you rather? You guys know. I'm not- 
<laughs> my favorite. Uh, yeah, you scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I know. You guys I was all like, panic. What is wrong with this kid? Yo, would you rather? Once again, it's the it's the it's the goat of all games. He's like, yes. It's like, would you rather? I'm not crazy. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> so we're not playing. What's going on? Uh, just some random scenarios about the playoffs and stuff like that. Uh, the first one we're gonna do here is. Would you rather knock out come your, on, come on, come your on. division opponent? You need to present it the right. Would you rather? Oh, sorry. No. All right, would you rather? There we go. Now <laughs> we're going. I'm fired up. Yeah, but usually when you say it like that, it's like, would you rather have sex with your dad <laughs> or f- fuck your mom or some shit? You know, that's some wild two shit. weird things right there. But would answer you, it. That's, that's, would you rather? I will not. <laughs> but you have to. Today's my mom's birthday. Shout out to her. Shout out to her. Makes it weirder. Later. Makes it weirder. Makes it weirder. <laughs> <laughs> Shout oh, out. But that's why you gotta. Man, boss. <laughs> 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 but you you that, That's why. That's why you have to answer it. So you put people in these tough spots, man. It's true. I mean, the answer's clear. But I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear this one. Later. Uh, all right. Would you rather knock out your division opponent or test out your young guys in sort of like a meaningless, meaningless, meaningless game, like Cincinnati, Baltimore? Cincinnati season's like over. Baltimore has something to play for, uh, and Buffalo, Miami. Are these are are you testing out your young guys in this game, or would you rather knock out, you know, your divisional opponent? Well, Nick was saying before how the NFL did this on purpose mm-hmm. because this is exactly what they wanted. Yeah, yeah. So this is they want people to play at the end. They don't want because honestly, a lot of these games, if you're looking on the slate right now, there's only four teams playing for a playoff spot right now. This this. Season has been weird in the sense of the parity has been really good. There's been a lot of teams. There's a lot of teams that could win the championship. But in terms of like the the playoffs, we kind of know who the best six teams are in each division, at least the best five teams. So In the conference. conference in the yeah. conference, excuse me. But at least the best five teams. So not a lot of games that mean a lot and not a lot of seeding implications this week. So, you know, to put that division game at the end is really smart. And I think that if I'm a division opponent – Look, you had the Jets a couple years ago uh, in this exact same spot. I wanted them to lose to get better draft position, but they won the game in Geno, in, when Geno Smith was starting and Rex Ryan's yeah, last they hurrah. Saved his job. They saved his job. They knocked out a, a playoff. The Dolphins, the Dolphins yeah. had a playoff contention. So when, when you when – you, a, t- a team like Miami and you're, you have six wins, I don't think there's any way you're not playing this all the way. I would want to knock out the Buffalo Bills with all my heart. But if you're a team like Cincinnati and you get one extra win and one extra win could be the difference between you picking like 7th and like 12th, I think I kind of lay down on this one, man. It's it's different. It's different because also Marvin Jones is not playing for the future. He's gone. Lewis. Marvin Lewis, excuse me. <laughs> Marvin Jones also is not playing for the future. His season's <laughs> over. So when Marvin so when you're looking at that, it's just like do they play hard? Maybe. I think they played hard last week if you're looking at Cincinnati. Like they came out and they won last week, knocked out the Marvin Jones yes. <laughs> Detroit Lions. So I think they played that big game there at home, swan song for Marvin Lewis. Um, yeah, but it's tough though. I love what the NFL did because now you had last year was a similar scenario. Giants gave Paul Perkins 28 touches in that game against uh, the Redskins. And it's like, you know, Washington had everything to play for. The Giants were the five seed regardless. And you have a lot of matchups like this this week. Baltimore controls their own destiny. We were talking about Atlanta before, how Atlanta, they win, they're in. Baltimore, same scenario. But I don't know. I kind of feel like, 
I would kind of want to see what my young guys got. See, I see, I see two different situations, like the two games you mentioned. Like Cincinnati, like you said, is playing for Marvin Lewis. I think they might go out for him, you know, show out for him one last time. Whereas the Dolphins, Jay Cutler isn't in the fold for next year. So mm-hmm. it's like you know your t- quarterback is still – like Tannehill is still your guy on the sideline. So do you really want to see what Jay Cutler has or do you want to see – you know, give the young guys a shot, let them ball out. They've been sitting behind these vets for the whole year. But then you also bring up back to Tim's spitball. Jarvis Landry has mm. incentives to play for, so these guys are going to go out. You know, cash money is still on the line, and that's a incentive is a that's big the reason incentive. to go Ooh, out and play. Free, free agent yeah. too after this year. Yeah, so I mean, you still see. I think guys don't want to sit. That's for sure. Like sometimes you'll see vets sit out the last game of a meaningless season. You know, let the guys play. But some vets also got you know cash money to go out and play for. So it's interesting. I think that. The Dolphins, though, I mean, hey, the Bills haven't been the Bills. I think the Bills win that game just because they haven't been in the playoffs for 19. They're going to come out and try and win and then hope for the best. Whereas I don't know the who was it the the Bengals and the uh, Ravens. Ravens and the Ravens. So I mean, that's that's always been a big time rivalry. I think that you could do a healthy balance. Like if I'm Cincinnati and you know you don't you're like yo fuck it like. You know, obviously you don't want the the Ravens to be in. You're like, fuck them. If I could bounce them out, I'll bounce them out. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you give it a shot. And then if it's just not working out by like halftime, you're like, all yeah, right, yeah. well, now we could kind of just, you know, just lay down for it. But if it's a close game or you got a lead, it's it's like, you know, 17 to 3 or 17 10 and you're up at halftime. Like, fucking See, when, get them out of there. When Tim brought up the Jets, he's like, just like the Jets a few years ago, I think we mentioned the winning in when the Bills fucking knocked them out. Same situation. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, you know, that at least you are playing for something. At least your your game doesn't mean anything. This game is not meaningless for the Bengals because it it feels good to knock someone out too. I wanted to jump out the window. That was the worst game I've ever watched in my life. Yeah. You could say this. You could say this for the Arizona Seattle situation as well. Seattle. I think it's different if you're at home. So Miami's going to be at home. I think they have a better shot of beating the Bills. I actually think Miami's going to beat the Bills this week. And then, but you're looking at. Arizona, who now, it's not a giant trip, but the trip from Arizona to Washington State is a big one in Seattle. So you have to travel to Seattle. You have to travel to the 11th man or 12th 12th man. man. You have to travel to the 12th man. And you have to take on a team that's fighting for their playoff lives in their building. And you have a lame duck coach. Bruce Arian said he's gone. Right? So I think think if you're Arizona, Arizona's going to lay down. Arizona's going to take... That's a good point. I didn't think about that. How if you're playing in front of your home fans, you want to right? You know, at least show out there. Exactly, and you don't have to go on the road the last game of the season. Like the Arizona has to do all that shit for their last home trip. They have to check into another hotel. They have to travel another this and that. They got to travel back. They got to get all their accommodations and shit. You know, just and they got. I think they only they were only officially eliminated like last week. Like they were always a long shot, but they yeah, were just officially. Yeah. So this is a team that's freshly disappointed. Um, I think Larry Fitzgerald reached a couple of incentives last year, last week, so he doesn't have any incentives to play for. Uh, I don't see how this team makes any noise against Seattle. But on the other hand, I think Miami's going to win the game. So Yo, I think 100, 100 catches, again, three straight years. Oldest player in history to do that, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yo, he's an animal. He does not look 34 years old. That dude's body is probably indestructible. Yo, that guy needs to go somewhere where he could win, man. I agree. He can't, he can't like, there's, there's rumblings about him possibly retiring. No shit. Yeah. You deal with Carson Palmer and Drew Sane again for another year. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. I would, I would try. And San Francisco, maybe stay in the division. 
Weather's still mm. nice out there. They got some nice golf ranges. Big or, golf guy, Larry Fitz. Is he? Yeah, yeah. I Dude, see I him on. I uh, love Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, I know he can always sign guy. with the Warriors. Ooh, terrible joke. Not a terrible joke. How about the Patriots? You won't love James Larry Harrison? then. He I'll, won't love Larry then. I still love him. I love Larry, man. <laughs> Me too. I can't lot love Larry. He, he gets up, throws the ball to the ref. <laughs> Every time. Yeah, he's filthy. What a great guy. Um. Also, like, let's talk about the Rams. So, if they win on Sunday, they lock up the three seed and play Minnesota in the second round. Or, uh, if they lose and be the four seed, you're potentially playing Philadelphia in the second round instead. So, I mean, obviously at this point, no Carson Wentz. You kind of rather play Philly, but you know, and Minnesota. This is a team that I think is a tough team. It's going to be a tough team in the playoffs. Like I don't really see any holes in there. Tough, team. tough place to play into. Vegas says that they have the biggest home field advantage of any team in football. So Skull playing into and that, Minnesota. And that home field advantage is going all the way across the playoffs if they win and the Falcons get, and the Eagles get eliminated, which yeah, is it, a it complete to, possibility. Yeah. So like, what, what do you do? So already Sean McVay is kind of waving the white flag, right? So Minnesota plays at one o'clock. He might know the outcome of this game, but he's already just taking the stand on, yeah, I'm gonna bench my guys. Whatever happens, happens. I think if you're the Rams, right, I would much rather be the four seed, right? You're gonna host a playoff game, which is nice. And then you're gonna have to go play in Philly. Most likely. You go play in Philly against Nick Foles. Hey man, I watched that Monday night football game the other night on Christmas. That offense is horrendous. Against the Oakland defense that is, you know, this ain't the Jaguars that they were struggling against. Or this isn't, you know, this is like a pretty mediocre defense. And I'd much rather go play in Philadelphia against Nick Foles than go play against Case Keenum, which is still hard to say, yep. and the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. You see, that, I think for the Rams, I see, like, I think he's resting his guys because, A, they won the division already and they're still going to host that game and they can't move into a bye week. So they're playing next week regardless. Yeah, yeah. So that you too. want your guys that's a, healthy That's a huge that. point there that you bring up. And also. then, uh, I don't know, they're the two best teams in the NFC. I know, obviously, they lost their quarterback, possibly MVP caliber type quarterback, but it's you're choosing between, you know, A or B. I mean, it's not really... That big of a difference, in my opinion. You're still going into a hostile environment. Philly's no easy place to yeah, play either. Sure. And it's cold. The weather elements come into effect if you come to the East Coast, whereas you I don't go know. Indoors. I don't think it's that close anymore. What's like, that? I know that the records reflect that, but, like, when you lose Carson Wentz, who's I kind feel of, like, you on that, man. his heart and soul of that team, like, you are no longer the, the Eagles that you've been all year. I, I, I call this the 50 million rule. And here's why I'm saying the 50 million rule. When you try and control destiny, destiny has saying. a way to fuck you in the yeah. ass, right? So, like, the, right now in China, they have a one-kid rule, right, where everyone needs to have one kid. A generation has passed, and they have a one-kid rule, and guess what? There's 50 million more males in China than there are females. There's ridiculous things going on in China in order to just get a peek at a single boob. Just one. There's ridiculous things going on over there. They have, like, talent shows for bachelors. It's fucking crazy. Really? You need to watch this. It's on Vice. It's ridiculous. This is right? great. But this is what happens when you try and control fate, when you try and take this shit into your own hands. God, no, let them just let them nail away. Who yeah. who they nailing? They're yeah. going to nail each other. Yeah. And then, yo, you need, to, you need to play to win, and however the cars may fall. I agree with fall. that. 
I agree with that. You can't, I mean, this like, is a, a you different can't pick and choose your battles because the shit, the shit still needs to play. You There's play so much. Well, this just happens to work out in their favor anyway because you're benching your guys because you're not really playing for much in this game. And if you end up lo- if your backups win, like cool, our team's deep and we have to play yeah. Minnesota now. But if you lose, also you have a better matchup. So you it's also like have to win next weekend. Yeah. Exactly. I was gonna say too. Like, we're also throwing a lot of shade to Seattle, yeah. Atlanta, Carolina, the Saints possibly. Look, there's there's a lot of different scenarios that play out too. Teams. Yeah. Let's let's say that let's say that you do win, you go down to four, you're gonna have to probably play New Orleans. What if Carolina wins this week and Minnesota loses? Then Carolina takes over that that by week and you end up playing Minnesota, the team you were trying to avoid anyway. Right? And then what if something crazy happens and Atlanta No, but the the Rams the Rams wouldn't play Minnesota because they're both division, division winners. Yeah. So one of the oh, division yeah, right. winners is gonna have to play the wild card. Team. You're right, you're right, you're right. Well all right, New Orleans then. Yeah, yeah. New Orleans coming to warm weather is right. like it's, it's listen, the NFC is a toss up right now. I, I wish Carson Wentz was still healthy. Cause then the NFC would be so fucking fun. It's gonna be fun anyway. But look at the quarterbacks that are that are playing right now. If if Wentz yeah. was in, you got Wentz, Goff, Breeze, Cam, either Matt Ryan or Russell Wilson, Case Keenum, who's had a great year. These are these are solid NFL winning quarterbacks that are all going at each other right now. And these these teams all have really good defenses. I would say outside of Atlanta. I'm going to find it hard to make a pick and support a Case Keenum-led team mm. as good as Minnesota I'm like, is. I'm on that panel. I'm on it too. Like, I would yeah. love to watch. Honestly, I would love to see the Jaguars or the Vikings win the Super Bowl. That would be fucking Yeah, I'll insane. tell you this much. That'd be I, wild. I'm hoping Carolina plays in Minnesota because they'll probably be like a six-point underdog. I'm telling you now, fire up them confidence picks. I'm not look if I if I have the quarterback advantage in the playoffs, it's something I picked the entire. I went four for four in the divisional round last year, and obviously we're looking like way ahead. But yeah, man, Case Keenum against uh, like a Cam or Breeze, like come on. The playoffs is Cam season two. I don't have the stats in front of me, but he he's really really is solid in big games. I, I could pull him up right now to see where his yeah he's his been fit. historically solid. They had a they had a bye week a couple of years ago prior to their Super Bowl debut. He played well in that game that uh, Kaepernick and the Niners actually beat him. And then, then you had the 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 Sherman Crabtree thing. All that right. was that postseason there. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Uh, another kind of thing that's sort of like this is the Jaguars. If they win, don't improve their playoff seating, uh, and they'll play Baltimore or the Chargers. Uh, or if they lose, they'll play Tennessee next week. So, which would you rather? Do would you rather play Baltimore Chargers or are you rather play the Titans? Here, here's another weird scenario because when you if you're looking at it on paper, if you want to play the team on paper, which is the Titans, that's the worst team of the bunch. If you're talking about the Bills, Titans, and Chargers, in my opinion, right? The Ravens too, and the Ra- and the yeah, Ravens, yeah. worst team of the bunch. Yeah. For me though, I'm in their division. Mm-hmm. If I'm the if I'm the Jaguars, so do I want to play a division opponent three times? But you you have already lost them twice. If this if that scenario plays out, where you would play them, right? So it's tough to beat a team three times in one season, and you're very familiar with them. But if you so win, it's like do you throw in not throw in the towel per se, but do you like ease up and be like, let me see what the Titans got because they have to win this game, so they're coming at me with right. everything. Like they're not hiding anything for next week because there is no next week if they don't win right now. So do you? Do you like not like kind of lay low and like let's see what the Titans are going to show us this week? See, and for, then beat them and like all right, we got the you know, no, we saw we saw what they showed us. 
Now let's go back to the film room and break it down and get them next week. If the Chargers had the exact roster of the Titans and the Titans had the exact roster of the Chargers, this would be an easy decision for me. Go out there, beat them. But that's not the case. Because now if you beat the, if you beat the Titans and you knock them out and the Chargers end up making it, I don't think there's anybody in the world that would say the, the Chargers aren't a scary matchup in the playoffs. And then on top of that, you got your division winner, though. You got your division opponent for the third time. If you lose, it's a it's a it's a weird scenario for the Jaguars. I, if I was the Jaguars again, I would I would put my armor on and I would say, gung ho forward. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, that's what these teams are going to do anyway. They'll they'll play anybody at this point. It's right. the playoffs. Like you yeah. want to play anyway. But I don't want to play a team in my division. I don't want to play a team for the third time. I don't want to do it. Why not? I'm I'm if I'm uh, uh, Doug Marone. Shout out to the PSAL, PSAL product. Um, really? I'm, he's yeah, product. he's from uh, he's from Brooklyn or the Bronx. From he was Lehman. a coach. He went yeah. to Lehman. And he was a coach there, too. He coached before. at Lehman? And then he went and to... And now he's in the NFL? And then he went to... Not to Syracuse right after, but he got another... Yeah. And then he ended up at Syracuse, and then he became a head coach in the NFL, too. Um, yo, if I'm him, I'm not playing anybody this week. I'm just resting everybody. Your, your wide receiver core has been decimated by injuries. And like big injuries, right? So you can't afford to lose a D.D. Westbrook, who's a rookie, and uh, Keelan Cole and this guy Mickens, who came off the practice squad a couple of weeks ago and had two touchdowns. So I'm trying to rest them all up, right? If anything, I'll play Blake Bortles for like a half just to get his confidence back up because he threw three interceptions against the Niners last week. Leonard Fournette, who if you take away his three longest runs of the year, has like 800 yards on the season. So you look at him completely different also. And he's been hobbled and banged up, too. He looks nowhere near the same. And I would rest some of these defensive guys that have been, you know, carrying a lot of the weight, if not all the weight, for this team. Mm. If I'm Doug Marone, I'm like, hey, everybody but Blake, Blake, go out there. We'll treat this like a week three preseason game, and we'll just beat the shit out of them next week because we'll be fired up. We could use the, oh, they beat us twice, though. All right, you can't beat a team three. They could use all that and reverse it on them. This is why if you're in a fantasy league that plays week 17 championships, Either change the rules or get out. Can't yeah. do it. Can't coach them. Can't play with them. <laughs> Can't win with them. <laughs> uh, all right. I think that's all the would you rathers, right? Am I missing one? Would you rather should become like a staple of our <laughs> show. It's just so fun. And also, I the, never knew you were like you know, get a, getting tatted on yeah, you. Would you rather? <laughs> and by the way, the last two questions, you didn't even open it up with a would you rather. Nah, but know, hey, man, I'm you're so hosting, so it's cool. Would you rather suck a dick on your birthday? Or on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why? Why all these questions at me? Why don't you ask? Why don't you ask boss? You're across from me, so I'm just you know. <laughs> I look you in the eyes. Um, all right, let's get to the the picks before we wrap this bitch up. Uh, right now, the standing. Yo, let me just say, Classic. like a histor. I made a historic run last year. I'm making another historic run this year, but in the opposite direction. <laughs> I think in the last three weeks, I've won one game and like three pushes. All the rest are losses. I'm on a I'm on a three week one in three run. Oh, one, one in two. two run. Yeah, it's bad. But do you know who the one win has been? Jimmy G, baby, going <laughs> back to the wall this week. This week they are a three point favorite against the Rams. Uh, the line has swung close to nine points on the point spread because the three and LA, a half. The LA. Oh, it's three and a half. Yeah. Okay, three and a half. Uh, yeah. So. 
It's it's swung close to nine points on the point spread because the LA Rams are pulling all their starters. I came out hot when he became the starter. I said that Jimmy G and the Niners were going to win out, so I'm riding that theme. Hopefully, they win by more than four points so I could cover. Uh, the pick after, I'm going with the, I believe I have the Carolina Panthers. Yes. Uh, Carolina is a four-point underdog, so that's my dog special. And I'm, then I'm going to the Miami Dolphins plus two and a half. Mm. Um, probably going to go one and two again. <laughs> I hope your one is Carolina. Just saying. I hope my one is Jimmy G because he's <laughs> such a good looking man. <laughs> shout out to Tenmo. Shout out to my picks being awful this year. But we will bounce back like the champion I am. Yo, who seen Nick was a man crush Monday? Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Someone's Twitter. That was cool. Look I felt you. like you a little bit. Look at you. Know, some love from the peeps. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Nick is 20, 27, and 1. Uh, Tim yeah, in third. Under so Nick's out of, out of number one contention, correct? What's the playoff scenarios for the rest of us? <laughs> just just win, baby, win. Just That's win, it. baby, nah, win. Say so I don't fucking know them. It's you like were if going I through it. I was, but I don't remember if it. If you go 0-2. Oh if I go 3-0, and oh, no one can touch me at all. If I go 3-0, yeah, and oh, I win. Yo, if I go 3-0 and oh, and you all go over, You can't win. Yeah, but we all got the same amount of wins, though. That's yeah, quiet for you. Yeah, but I have three. I have three. If, quiet for me, If we all go 0-3, oh, the standing... <laughs> Oh, never mind. I'm retarded. I can't. Just, whatever. Uh, Tim is in third place. He's 23, 24, and 1. Under 5 hundo. It's all right. Got? I'm getting back what at it. What do you got? Week. Coming for that ass. I'm taking Carolina plus 3 at Atlanta. I think they win plus outright. Four. It's plus 4? Four? Four. Yeah, well. Thank you. I'm taking Carolina plus 4 at Atlanta. Um, even better. Uh, last time these two teams played, Carolina really dominated that game outside of a couple plays. Uh I see Carolina dominating again. I, I agree with Nick. Big game for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Seattle minus 7.5 versus Arizona. 9.5, excuse me. I had them at 7, and then right before I walked in here, it turned into 9.5 apparently. But I'm still going to go with that. I think that Arizona going on the road playing for a lame duck coach that has nothing to play for is going to lay an absolute egg in a very hostile environment. And I like the Chargers minus 7. Uh, I think the Chargers are playing 8. 8? Yep, moved. Fuck. Last year, Vegas got shellacked by uh, Week 17 point spreads, so they really bumped up the numbers on all of them coming out the gates. Eight makes me hesitant now. We mm. could circle back. Circle back to me. We'll circle back. Yeah, Boss. Circle back. Wow, since when? Circle. Nah, pressure's <laughs> on. Kid, you got to give a pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had a wrong spread. I feel bad. You want me to go? All right. Boss, circle it. It's I'm his circling birthday. the wagons. It's his birthday, so we'll cut him some slides. Nick taking Miami. I'm circling the wagons. My Buffalo, minus two Bill's and a half. Up. And Miami, I got a Washington, minus three against the Giants. Three and, and a half. Dude. <laughs> you do it up to the minute? Oh, I'm, no, no. It's three, three. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah, three, three, three. Yeah, Joe, Joe, Joey's a bookmaker now. Yeah, I'm the bookie. Yeah. Wait, what was your first game? Buffalo <laughs> minus two and a half. Nick yeah. had that already. Oh uh, yes, two, uh, and a half, two and a half. Washington minus three against the Giants. The Giants are going through uh, a turmoil. Uh, yeah, Yo, worst record in franchise history. Two and fourteen. Yo, Eli Apple. I don't know. That I'm excited. Situation? I don't know what the hell's going on. Anyway, uh, keeping it moving. <laughs> I'm excited. I said two and fourteen. <laughs> Green Bay plus six and a half going on the road against oh, Detroit. Six and a half. You got yeah, it. Don't worry. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Three no. All right. Don't slip up or get caught. I'm sticking with that. I'm coming for that number one spot. Yo, Tim, are you sweating over there? You all right, man? He's got his hand <laughs> on his head. I want, I want this three no so bad. You have no idea. Do you have a third pick? Do I have to do it now? Those were circling back. This is not a circle. This is like a half crescent moon. So it's good. 
This is not a full circle. All this right, whatever. I'll go. Um, I need I need three to know. Uh, you know, uh, this collapse is really gonna kill me. I'm gonna end up in third place, but whatever. Uh, or last. I don't know how this goes. <laughs> Uh, I no, I'm not coming last because we need to have the same pick. Uh, I'm taking the 49ers minus three and a half. Uh, no one's playing in LA, so fuck it. Why not, Jimmy G? Show us your fucking jawline, kid. Uh, I'm also taking Carolina, getting four. Uh, team that has a lot to play for. Team that is, you know, whatever. One of the the most meaningful game this week, getting four points. I'll take it. Uh. And I'm taking the Ravens minus nine and a half against Cincinnati, uh, winning in, and against a Cincinnati team that has nothing to play for, and they suck anyway. So, you put that on top of that. Hopefully, they beat them by ten, and I could get a three and zero here. Uh, Tim, pressure's on. What do you got? What's your final pick? All right. So this this is what I'm deciding with Detroit minus seven. <laughs> Detroit minus six and a half. Like minus six and a half. Ooh. Or make the, the pick. Eight. Or what eight? I'm gonna take Detroit. Detroit minus six and a half. It is Detroit minus six and a half. What's your other one? I got Green Bay there. I know you do. That's that's why I'm going Detroit strategy. Uh, Carolina plus four. <laughs> <laughs> Carolina plus four. Thanks. And uh, Seattle minus nine and a half. All right, Play it's right lit. into my show. Lit, it's lit. Hey, that, I beat you last time. We were head to head. Don't forget. That is our show. Eh. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Everything's riding on the line. Fuck. Oh, my also, dick. I, I got a thirty-point league. Uh, a league. I got a thirty-point lead in the VM fantasy league. Once again, week seventeen, we have to play in it because our league is awful. Who is the Who is the that commissioner? Oh, uh, yeah, but look at you. you we've been trying double. to see who gets to blame. Yeah, for yeah. That. Yeah, it was, yeah, that yeah, was me last year. I'd also like to say I'm up one game in my huge pool, in my pick'em pool. Yo, bring so it home. Yo, it. bring it home, bring boss. It home, bring baby. it home, boss. It's a big week this week, and the spreads are ridiculous, and the situations are crazy. <laughs> it's all right. It's, just, it's fucking me up. You Yo. got this. <laughs> you got this, boss. You got this. Tim, where can they find you? At Tim Patrop on all social media outlets. At Brodo, <laughs> at Brodo Fantasy is the Twitter. Uh, I'm not sure if we're having a show this week because we were celebrating the Twins' birthday in AC and it's week 17. So uh, we're definitely going to come back for the playoffs. But uh, I don't know about this week. Hit us on Twitter if you have any questions if you're playing in a week 17 championship If you're not gonna, if, since there's no episode. Boss? Uh, at Individual27 on Twitter and Instagram. And Nick? LandVM10 on all social media outlets. Uh, at DegenerationBet, Twitter handle. Um, you're in review for the jerks. Uh, the jerky awards are up at SCJ Pod on Twitter. Also, I did a fun episode on Monday, a soccer episode. I had a friend of mine who played at Wisconsin University. Uh, university played soccer there and uh, chopped it up, talked some soccer. Check that out. And uh, plays and fades. Last video of the year. DFS week seventeen. And imp hit him with that good shit. You can reach me at impy two underscores. You already know Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> it's lit. Uh, and you guys can follow me on Twitter at Joe Santagato. Go follow our our Instagram, uh, Veterans underscore Minimum, and our Twitter at Veterans Minimum, and our Facebook page facebook.com slash Veterans Minimum. And that is all. We'll see you in the playoffs in the new year. Yeah. Ah. <laughs>